welcome to the Out of Best podcast. We are with me, Nancy. And Jay. No, it's just her. And Angelo. (laughs) Apparently, it's just me. Yes. Just Nancy Nancy. and her two Nancy and her two other voices. Wouldn't that be amazing if the podcast this whole time was just a flex of Nancy's voice acting ability? Dear God, I'm better than I ever thought. Yeah. Powerful. That would be insane. If I could Uh, actually get the base levels that Jay and Angelo can project though, that would be You would be the most skilled voice actor. It'd be terrifying, oh, but it'd be great because you could be like, anytime you'd answer a call, maybe from like your agent or anything like that about a potential project and like, you know, the the, the director or something wants to talk to you and they're like, hey, is this Nancy? And you're like, hello, <laughs> <laughs> you called for me. And you're like, oh, I'm looking for, oh, I'm looking for Nancy. And you're like, haha, it's actually just me. <laughs> and they're like, my God, the range. <laughs> That'd be that fantastic. would be incredible. Yeah. Anyways, um, but we hope we hope everyone is staying safe and indoors. And while we're under these self isolation measures, it doesn't mean that Odafest stops. We, the podcast crew, are still recording from home, and Odafest as a whole is still working away at providing our audience with some really awesome community content. So please stay tuned for announcements this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot, I'm sure. Folks follow all sorts of different um, content creators, whether it's like internet related or, you know, uh, um, they actually have cons or events and things like that. But as I'm sure they've noticed, a lot of us are just moving into digital channels uh, and we are hoping to do the same because we all got to self-isolate and be in quarantine and just generally put forth this big considered effort, concerted effort to stay safe stay safe stay healthy um this is for the greater good uh the greater that good. That we yeah it doesn't mean that we can't have fun while we're doing it so we're working on that um mm-hmm. so yeah just i don't know just give us a little bit of time to kind of get our brains together and we'll have some fun stuff for everybody yay uh, in the next little bit mm-hmm. um in the meantime, I'm sure everybody's been bored as hell, uh, trying to figure out what they want to do. Uh, False. I know games False. are the big thing. Games are the big thing right now. Games are the only thing. Yeah, like if it wasn't already the, a big thing, but even people who don't normally game, I feel like, are getting into it. Yeah, uh, I've actually heard Angelo, quite a bit about that. Yeah, and you, I know Angelo's been getting into Half-Life Alex. Of course, right? that's the whole reason I bought the Vive so far. Okay, so Angelo, I need like an essential update on what's going on with Half-Life Alex. It's been out for two weeks. It's been out I since fully the expect 23rd. that you've completed it by now. So I have not completed it. I've only gotten maybe Guess. five or six hours into it. Uh, because work is one thing. I'm in an essential industry, so I don't have all the time on the world off. But uh, mm-hmm. more than that, is the the game it's exhausting it's like, you know when you're playing uh, beat it's saber and you're waggling and, your arms about and, and it's not that it's not that it leaves you with sweat beating down your forehead and contaminating uh-huh. your vr headset i know i know i know what you mean it's, it's tedious it's and boring and it's just really tough to work through i know but you'll no, get through it's it not eventually. tedious and boring at all <laughs> it's so exciting that it 
overwhelms you. Like, you just... Very very early in the game, uh, it sends you through this place called the Quarantine Zone, which, if you played Half-Life 2, is very much like Ravenholm, but there's these big, like, bulbous, mucusy green growths everywhere. There's Ew. decaying bodies just hanging around, and the first time you see one, you're like, what the fuck? Because it, it looks like something. And Alex, the main character, makes sounds, but you don't know if that's the the body that made the sound. I think the first time I came across the body, I, I just like popped it in the head a few times because I wasn't sure. I wasted ammo on it. I feel uh, like that's my regular everyday life. So <laughs> this this sounds very much like an adrenaline exhaustion, it like is. an emotional and mental exhaustion. Like every single time I take off the headset, I'm just like, "Holy shit!" So much happened, and it was like, "Duh." But then, how long is the game hour wise? Do you? Know? I haven't looked into that yet because I'm going through the game it. completely blind. Uh, and will love... you be mad if I say how long it is? Sure, go for it. Say it. I just I'm, I'm looking. Spoil right me. But uh, I, I very firmly believe you're walking in through experiencing these experiencing like, games like this blind. Gross, though. gross hallways, dark hallways. You don't get a flashlight for like a couple hours in the game. Okay, that so, just freaks me right out. And I'm sorry, even then, no flashlight. Once you get the flashlight, it mounts to your hand. Oh no! So you've gone through the game so far. At that point in time, you've already had to reload in combat multiple times, so you're almost good with reloading. Suddenly, you're fighting in the almost. pitch black. Almost. No one's no one's perfect. Only like an hour or two in. Uh, you're fighting in the pitch dark. You have to reload in combat, and so that involves you throwing one arm over your shoulder to grab ammo out of your backpack. You have to. Uh, Press a button on the other controller or flick the gun in a way to open it up and eject mm -hmm. the magazine. You have to shove in the magazine with your it's other hand. It's very manual is what you're saying. And then you have to, like, rack the slide or whatever you want to do. But the thing is, when you're fighting in the dark, with a flashlight mounted on your hand, and you've got mm -hmm. someone coming at you, moving your flashlight hand away from that thing to grab ammo, it's stressful. You don't know what's happening while you're reloading. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you get the gun reloaded... You're trying to f find your target again. It is so stressful, and it's so, just... They nail the feeling so well. It just immerses you completely. But it, it sounds like... But I mean, like, I don't want to be that guy. It sounds like part of the, the, the stress is produced through tedium. Yes. So, like, things like saying, like, you have to reload in a manual way, for example, and while there's a zombie coming at you, and you're like, like, like you know, but trying to shove the magazine in. immersion in a way that a mouse and keyboard just can't. Sure, but I mean, like, like I don't if I just waggled game, my, I don't want any game that I that I play have tedium as sort of like like there's repetitiveness, but there's something where it's like, is that really generating a certain Emotion, How like much fear. time because did you're you like, spend like, uh, managing your inventory in Resident Evil 4 or any of the Resident Evils? I don't play Resident Evil. Okay. So what about uh, you, Nancy? <laughs> um, okay, hold on. Hold on. So I'm hearing Jay is of the persuasion of more automated like gameplay mechanics. 
So this whole idea of like manually reloading is like a huge I don't, for him. Well, here's the problem. Like I yeah. don't play games to be in a situation where like like I, I need to be fantastical and I need it to be efficient. So you're like, not a fan of super realism is what I hear. Uh, That's I'm basically what realism. I'm getting out of no. Jay. But I'm, the other thing I'm, I'm, I'm getting fan, out of hold Jay on, is... Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. I am a fan of realism to a point where I can appreciate it because it's in a setting that I would not appreciate otherwise. But you can go to the gun range and reload a gun and not look like an idiot doing it. Like, that's a, that's a complete <laughs> different thing. But you're saying that in, in VR, I can be a clumsy dumbass. It's like, that's not fucking fun. That's not part, like, like the only reason it's creating fear is because it's made you a clumsy dumbass. That's a completely different feeling. Did we ever talk feeling. about Death Stranding with you? The, what I would argue is that you're just saying, yeah, you're screwing up doing an easy thing. And it's less about so, that because you do eventually get the uh, motion down. But yeah, it's yeah. one of the game mechanics. that there's They could just give you infinite bullets if they wanted to. And that would actually make the game boring. It would be a worse game if they did that. It would be a worse game if you just pressed a button on the controller to reload your gun. The reality is, and the uh, the comparison I was trying to make earlier, just as in Resident Evil games, inventory management, despite being a tedious thing and an annoying thing, it is actually one of the core mechanics of the game that makes the rest of the game harder and more a little bit stressful, if you will. If you had Resident Evil 4 with an unlimited backpack, well, you'd always be prepared for every single situation and you'd just mow everything down with unlimited ammo. It'd be boring. Mm. So just in the same way, because you actually have to get skilled, you have to get good at reloading the guns, what Jay's saying is a tedious thing, which once you're even kind of bad at it, still takes less than a second. So here's a question for you then. How long it adds did it... to the skill ceiling. To the... By the way, the, the, game is 20, the game is 15 to 20 hours. Okay, that way. sounds about right. Uh, so how long did it take, are. Angelo, for you to feel like you were halfway good at reloading your gun? Uh, for me, I'm still <laughs> bad at it. Keep that in mind. Hmm. But the first time I was able to reload the gun with a head crab zombie what felt like 10 feet away from me and walking towards me i run out of bullets empty the magazine uh grab a new one from behind me pop it in rack the slide and reacquire the target in time to kill the dude the zombie and not get damage that's when i first felt hey I'm kind of getting the hang of this. This sort of reminds me a bit of what it was like for me as a kid just to like even get into video games with a controller. Um, and I say this as someone who had a fairly large gap between the Nintendo and like, I don't know, I think I probably skipped the N64. So let's say GameCube. Okay. Okay. And and jumping from the the classic Nintendo controller to the GameCube controller was just a mind blowing experience for me in a bad way because I just yes. I wasn't used to all these extra buttons. I didn't know what the hell this shape was, and like yeah, 
it was kind of a weird jump for me. So this kind of sounds like similar, like a similar struggle. It you're, is. You're really just getting used to the VR gameplay mechanic. It's a complete difference compared to like a controller or even a mouse and keyboard. Uh, of course. Because suddenly you have to, like, you have to actually aim a gun. Uh, mm -hmm. Dio didn't know how iron sights actually worked when she first played it. We had to tell oh, her. Oh shit. Oh shit. And like that's just a thing. If you don't really like, know anything about real guns, you wouldn't know how sights work. Here's the thing, like I have no I have no problem with realism in a game. I prefer especially in certain types of games, I prefer as Another much sort of argument that I can make level for of it. realism. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> for God's sake, dude. <laughs> like, holy shit, let me get out a goddamn thought. No. <laughs> Uh, well, this I can just hard mute you. Over Be gone. Anyway, Discord, okay? Because I can just mute you, and then it'll just be Nancy and I, and then I can still go with the whole. Nancy is three voice actors in one. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. Right? Oh, jeez. Um, like having realism is not the problem, but you like again, it's what when you have something that's like a minute action that's sort of an essential part of your gameplay. Like it's. And then turning that into sort of a task that is required in like to be good at, hopefully to like survive better in a game, it just doesn't seem like it's the like like for example, let's say you're not somebody who startles easily and you're playing a game and it's a horror game and you know zombies are coming at you or or whatever and yeah you have, like you have to do the thing where you're reloading your gun and maybe you don't freak out. That's like like great for you. Like you know, you're the the motor part of it. It's not so hard for you. The you can stuff the magazine in there, shoot, you know, blast them away. Great. Then there's like the poor bastard who is they want to play the game. They get freaked out easily. They keep on like eh, not being able to reload things or like uh, complete these like small tasks that are normally a button press in a different game and they can't make progress because of it, that sounds really stupid to me. It sounds extra stressful. Yeah, like it's because... just... Like, I get it. I get where it comes from, right? That is one thought that I've had, that people with any kind of uh, manual disability, like any issues with their hands, yeah, they are not going to be able to enjoy this game. No. Like, and then you could be like, well, it's not made for these people. <laughs> I know. And that's no. just like a dick move. So but like, it's just at that straight point, up. you'd be playing this game not on a VR system. Even though... Uh, well, you can't. You don't have that option right now. But. The Vive not controllers right now, are really limited, all things considered. And they're like the bare minimum for this game. But even then, like it's... It really feels like if you had any kind of issue with your hands, you just would not be able to play the game. But one other thing that I would like to mention is... You made the co the comparison of, oh, in any other game, you're pushing a button. Mm -hmm. You're pushing a button, and then you're just waiting. You're doing nothing. Maybe you're keeping your gun or your tar your crosshair targeted on uh, someone. Yeah, but it's a but it's like a it's like a macro action, dude. I don't have to be like I pull out the I go into my inventory, I pull out the magazine, I fumble, I I click out the other magazine with my with my right hand or whatever my aiming uh like you know my dominant hand might be, and then I try and shove this thing back in. Like I'm describing to me what is essentially like a two, three, four second reload 
just because of my own clumsiness versus I press R and look, guess what? Like, you know, if I have a big ass machine gun, it's going to take, it's a four second reload because it's the set macro and action for it. It's how we balance this weapon. I squeeze one it's hand not because I'm an, and it's waggle because... my arm over my shoulder and then to my other uh -huh. hand. And then uh -huh. I press a button to wreck the slide. That's you. Like it is something that I don't, is like it's you manufactured can do it very bullshit based mm. off of your own dexterity or lack of it. I feel like I your entire argument to agree on is this. that you don't like artificial difficulty to the point where reloading anyway is something that's bullshit. Like I also know that Go we're talking about like a Doom. pistol, but there's I don't know you know this hopefully that there's like a shotgun, right? Yes, and with the shotgun, you have to you can put up to two shells in there at a time, uh -huh. and it can hold six shells. Fine. So when you uh, reload the gun, like, you, have you have to, to make that over the to... shoulder action like three times. Hmm. Although what's really satisfying is to load to close the shotgun. You can just flick it up, and it it just feels really cool. It makes you oh, feel like I'm, a badass. I'm sure, the, I'm sure. Like, the shotgun especially is just so cool. It's, it's not oh, that all tedium that makes me think bad. of one thing. Uh, it's not that all tedium is bad. It's just so that some of it is just to get off the tedium argument. The way that it immerses you in the game, mm -hmm. sometimes it's really cool and really clever, and it makes you forget that you're playing a video game. Mm. Other times, like what? Uh, like just going through an environment, looking around, uh, wow. moving stuff on a shelf to try to find things behind it or in it, or like opening file cabinets and lockers to try to find more ammo. Mm -hmm. mm. And then it puts you in the mindset that it's like, yeah, they thought about a lot of stuff. Maybe it's certain puzzles are just kind of real life puzzles. Uh, so it's like, oh, there's a brick on the ground. I'm, I'm out of ammo or I'm low on ammo. I, I just want to throw this brick at the thing. Doesn't work. The brick is just a physics object, and you can't but hurt anyone with it. I'm, I'm going to be that guy and just and, say uh, that. I, 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 none of what you just said is not something that you can't do in regular first-person games. Yeah, but that's the thing. If I can, lit I can literally pick up the brick. I can throw the brick. And that's really cool, and it throws and bounces yeah. off things. And the Mm-hmm. But when I throw a brick and it hits a zombie in the head, it does fucking nothing. I just beamed this motherfucker with a brick. What the fuck? But one other uh, situation, which is actually how you get the shotgun. Mm -hmm. I was standing there because, like, you have the gravity gloves, which, like, pull things. And it's like, oh, you can't pull mm -hmm. this shotgun away from him because it's, like, it's stuck in his hand. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh. Oh, there's so much stuff around me that I can throw. You I, if I know Gabe, Gaben, if I know Gabe Newell, he wants me to pick up these things and throw it at the zombie and knock the shotgun out of his hands, and then I can grab it with the gravity glove and I'll have the shot. No. No. Video game. You, you, I had to take myself out of the immersion, out of the thinking like it's real life, and, and then... go back to video game and be like, oh, I have to go down there and I have to lower it and I have to grab it off of his That's body. That's just disappointing. Like, that yeah. was yeah. disappointing. That sounds a little disappointing. That yeah, took when, me when way you... out of it. They made up for it with, with what happens next in that uh, scene. Sure. But... I wanted it. To, I wanted it to be that's, throwing that's the, the thing. That's the biggest challenge, right? That's the, and, large, uh, that's the biggest challenge. The more I thought I, about it, the game has no melee, and I was like, why? Why not? 
Why can't I throw this brick? Or why can't I smash someone with a brick? Because Valve doesn't actually want you swinging the controllers so hard to hit something in the game that you could hit and break something in real life. I also just think that they... Like, it's it's one thing that you can make with controllers, that argument you, you can try and make with controllers, but when the day finally comes that haptic gloves are going to be the thing that we use instead of controllers, that argument will no longer exist, and I wonder if games will still be like that. Because at the, at the end of the day, they're not here to make a open, real world for you. They're making a guided experience for you. Exactly. And you will never, you will never get what you want specifically uh, until we sort of move into a whole other medium of VR, which is like holodeck Star Trek levels. Anyways, from what I've seen of Alex, it looks fun, but there's nothing in there that convinces me. Like people, I've heard that people are saying like it's essentially the best VR game out there, and yeah. that's like. That's, there, I have no argument against that. I, I'd, I'd want it to be a good game. I want the game. It is a good game. It's very fun evolve. and it's very satisfying to play. Yeah. At the same time, the saying it's the best VR game, that's not a high bar to clear right now. There's just there aren't sure. very many VR games. And I. That's and, what and, I was wondering. I was wondering what else Alex really has up against it. Honestly. Yeah, I was like three years ago, or two, two and a half years ago, maybe. Uh, when we first started doing podcasts and we were talking about like VR stuff, I was not convinced, and I'm still not convinced. Cause like I would love like Bayfar, <laughs> like Bayfar has one, and like I could play it, but I don't play it because like I have games that I want to sort of play on it, but I don't think that the control scheme is as good as what's available on just playing my PC, or I just don't think it's like it's sort of not worth it. Uh, you know, like if you look at the uh, the sunk cost and like you know, it's expensive. I, I, like, I don't I don't like having a, a con- I just sold my switch. I just sold my switch because I had four games for it. Uh, I played those games. I'm, I was happy with those games. I sold those games and I sold my switch because someone wanted to play Animal Crossing and I was like, sure, I don't mind. I don't like having a piece of technology that I have to put a sunk cost in and then not do anything for it. Like the switch is three years old. I got it when it first launched. I played the shit out of the games I got. And then I haven't interacted with it like at that like, point really interacted done. with it for like uh, at least the last five months, and before and, that it was the last eight months. You know what I mean? And really, that's fine. Like you got your enjoyment out of it, and that's going to be different for everyone. Everyone has like their different thresholds for when they're okay putting something down and being okay with that. But part we're talking of their like a two thousand dollar investment. Which is a little. Different. I know, I know, I but I'm I'm just saying. But speaking that... of other two thousand dollar investments. <laughs> yeah, Nancy, do you have a two thousand dollar investment? <laughs> okay, so in in quarantine slash self isolation, uh, there aren't that many things to do. There mm-hmm. are video games. There are books to read. Uh, and there's there's online shopping to be done. And the most recent shiny thing that has caught this household's eye is a gaming laptop. Oh. Because we've been, we've been needing uh, updated gaming rigs for a while. Um, Sean used to have, or he used to have a pretty, pretty beefy PC. Um, but most recently, I've kind of moved off PC just because I find sitting at a desk to be supremely uncomfortable compared to being on the couch. 
So I've actually been doing most of my gaming in the last five years on the couch on my gaming laptop. And this thing is nearing 10 years old and needs a replacement. So we've been keeping Damn. an eye out for the usual, you know, shiny new announcements that come every, what, quarter? Like, uh... When the uh, 20 series of all the video cards came out and it was like, oh, which one do we want? Maybe we will wait for the next generation. Maybe we won't wait for the next generation. Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And gaming laptops are kind of a specifically expensive beast because you're paying for the portability, which means you're paying for smaller components, which means you're going to have to deal with heat sink issues a lot more, which and and... As you know, GPUs pull a lot of power. They're hot. They're just... It's its different than saying, I want an Ultrabook. Because an Ultrabook... I am personally against gaming laptops for so many reasons. <laughs> Why? And you actually touched on a lot of them. Yeah. And um... <laughs> your reason for getting uh, going with a laptop is the only real reason to get one. Because you don't like sitting at a desk. Well, having that said, that's, I have that's, to, that's, I, that's actually what, I have. What I, is I've, your posture like when you're gaming on your couch with a laptop? But do you have it on your lap and you have like the the mouse on the armrest or something? Or I have. Uh, or is it on the coffee the table and you're hunched thing. over? Well, oh I'll, no, I have a lap desk, so I'm okay. like fully sitting back on the couch, and like my lap desk is wide enough for a 14 inch gaming laptop and space for a mouse on the right side. Maybe it's also so, just because I'm twice your size, but most couches just aren't interesting enough, aren't comfy enough for me. We have Here's... a lazy boy, and it's just oh. really comfortable. Yeah. Let, let, let me say that I've never had a gaming laptop. I don't have the same reason as Nancy, but the but I do have a reason to get a gaming laptop. Um, and I've sort of looked into it, but I haven't really committed I so, don't, I, I go to, like, the the short and long of it is I like going to land parties. Yep. Yeah. And that was, you know, the portability aspect of it. Yeah. Because I don't want to lug a PC around if I feel like going over to a friend's place to play. Right. And so I, I said that I'm so against gaming laptops. Guess what? Every laptop that I've ever had has been a gaming laptop. Oh my God, Angelo! You <laughs> no, but that's saying that like no, that's I, I think that's just a okay. more of a function of let you me, wanted a laptop. Let me tell you why. My first yeah, two laptops like... were my main computer at the time. I had no desktop. I couldn't have a desktop. I was in college. It needed to be portable, but I wanted to game. Fair. Fair. And one of those laptops I still have to this day. It still works. The battery even still holds charge. I love that laptop. It was a bulky ass piece of garbage, fucking hot as trash, just overpaid for what the actual specs gave me. And desktops are better in every way, except you can fit a laptop in a bag. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like the portability aspect is what I want. And for that, I would need a gaming laptop. I've only ever owned one gaming laptop. And I got to say, this thing has actually survived me quite well. But, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't disagree. If you're going to have a proper gaming rig, a PC is the way to go. It's easier to upgrade. Having an actual the like, other thing chassis that I don't is like a lot about more laptops. interesting than something that's stuck into a laptop form factor. Um, it's, it's far more flexible. You can yeah. put stuff in it that you want. It's expandable. Like, the most you annoying know, thing about laptops to me, and this isn't something that's ever going to really be fixed, 
is when you're buying a laptop, you're not just buying a computer, but you're buying every single peripheral that that computer could need, except they're all worse. Yeah. Like the monitor, wrong. depending wrong. on what you get, is just, you have a choice of what's attached to it. In the case of what you're looking at, it actually has some pretty cool options for what's attached to it. The keyboard, laptop keyboards suck. Once you get used to your laptop, it's fine, but whatever. Yep. Trackpads are universally garbage, which is why oh, nobody you games always with a put a mouse you in your bag. To. And that's just the thing. Trackpads are just in case you have nothing else to use. And so it's, it adds so much cost for stuff that you hate and want to replace. And that's just why well, I get one laptop and I just try to keep it for as long as possible. That's why even my current that's... laptop is a gaming laptop. Because in the case that I want to leave my house and game, it's still you... worth it to me to have a heavier laptop. Have you guys ever looked into the sort of laptop uh, build, like the cases, but not like, like, like it's essentially, imagine a box that's like maybe about eight inches wide and like maybe five inches uh, long or, you know, vice versa. And oh, the basically... micro ATXs? Uh, sort Every of... time I've looked at do-it-yourself laptops, they have been the worst of both worlds. I don't <laughs> think that's I can't I can't believe that to be true because well, all, like what you're missing is so you're you hold on hold choice, on for God's and sake even then not always. <laughs> all you're missing is a screen. If Nancy plays in the living room, she can just hook it up to her her TV or another screen. Like doesn't really change a whole lot, unless you need the laptop for anything else other than gaming. But you still want the portability. Then you can so you, still are have you talking about everything. kits that actually give you a laptop chassis to work with, or are you talking no, about a laptop, the smallest it's a, it's a tiny computer? Box. It's like a. It's like. Well, then you have no battery. You don't. It's. There's no way you like. I don't. First of all, I, I wouldn't believe that Nancy's playing a video game and then not being plugged in. Yeah, but the whole point of a laptop is you can move it around. If you have and to you can shut move it around down and, and unplug it every time you computer. wanted to move it to move to a new room in the house, that's yeah. no good. But it sounds like she only plays in one place <laughs> in one part of the house. Well, in that I case, will, she could just have reiterate. a desktop attached to her TV, and she could use a wireless mouse and keyboard. Sure, but I will reiterate that this is a mobile machine, yeah. as in it also functions as my studio machine. This is what I record on Ooh. when I do voice acting at home. So this is something I pick up and I bring into my studio. Gaming laptops might be a bad idea for that, because like fan noise and everything. Yeah, like uh, I guess fan noise is only a problem. Uh, if you get one of those mini boxes that I'm talking about, they make no noise. They have all the guts of a like a like essentially a gaming level laptop is not a problem. And Wait, are you talking about like the, the little nucks? They're mostly so from what I usually see them as, I see them in work applications more than I see them in like gaming applications, but there's no reason that they can't function as a gaming computer. For that, the better thing to do would be to have like a desktop in a dedicated area, and then you could use like a NUC or even a Raspberry Pi for like Steam in home streaming or something like that. No, but, because uh, then you're just in, then you're just introducing latency that's unnecessary. 
Well, it's basically console yeah. level. And then having, and again, having the de- dude having the desktop takes away the whole point of it being mobile. But I think not so, having a battery takes away the point of ha- of it being mobile. Moving away from the discussion of whether a laptop <laughs> is the choice I want or not. No, it definitely is because away... you want mobile. You want mobility. Sure. That's the only reason to get a laptop, because yes. it needs to move from one place to another easily. A lot. Yes. And that's what I use it for. And also, I will invalidate your noise point because it doesn't make as much noise as you think, especially when you're not running something that's high, like a high intensity application. Yeah, I I was saying that, and I was thinking, it's like, well, honestly, most gaming laptops, because they have such beefy cooling, because they need it. If you're not doing anything with them, like if all you're doing is recording They're really audio, quiet when you're not doing anything with them. Do you only have anything. one portable device, Nancy? I mean, does my phone count? No. Okay. I'm just because yes, I'm my sort only of surprised that you that you wouldn't have like a secondary portable device that's sort of like in the tablet range. Um, I have a tablet, but I wouldn't use it the same way as I use this. No, no, no. But I meant for like for your recording and stuff like that. I'm also morally opposed or, to tablets. Or you also have like, for example, your original, um you know, your original laptop that you already own, and that would just be your recording laptop, for example, and then, you know what I well, mean? Well, if I'm like getting shift, a new gaming laptop, this yeah. one would essentially be a full-time recording laptop. Yeah, so, like, things like that shift around, and I don't, then there's no real issue otherwise, either way. Mm-hmm. Either way, gaming laptops, they're not bad, they're not as fun uh, in terms of, like, longevity and being able to play around with, you know, modifying them and getting new parts for them. But I mean, I've thought about getting one. I just don't, I just don't know if I can justify it because I look at the price and I'm like, I could just buy some nicer new parts for my desktop. Well, it's different for everyone, right? Like that markup is there for the portability. It's not really, you're not sacrificing well, that also... much money for like subpar parts that you're not getting anything back for, for. me. Well, the I just reason don't like that. that I bought a gaming laptop last time. Uh huh. I wanted to get an Ultrabook, but the one that I wanted was sold out because there was one feature, one thing that I needed that was a deal breaker if it didn't have at the time. This this actually isn't an issue for me anymore, but back then it was. Mm -hmm. I needed an Ethernet port. And Uh... I'm not dealing with fucking dongles, especially with a lot of Ultrabooks that only have two USB ports. I needed a physical Ethernet port built in. And one la- one ultra book that was I was interested that ticked all the other boxes had it, and then it got sold out when I went to get it. So I was like, "Fuck mm. it, I'll get myself a gaming laptop." So what's really interesting about the laptop I'm looking at right now, and some people are decrying it because, oh god, it's missing a vital thing, and I honestly what's couldn't. What's the vital give. thing? It's it's the webcam. It doesn't have a webcam on it. I don't know if that's vital. Vital. It's FBI sort of it's, it's sort of more vital nowadays, just because. People want a video conference, for example. Yeah, but I personally never laptop use the webcam on my laptop. Are garbage, universally. And like honestly, I have no use for it. I think you guys have come to realize that, given our Discord chats lately, and I've got a sticker. You say that like mine. we've had more than one. This Discord chat Shush. and the one yesterday is more use that I've gotten out of my webcam than I have in the year so far. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, Angela, how many times do you actually video conference with anyone for anything? Never. Actually, that's a consequence of how your life Three works. times. Three times. Versus... Versus One was for a job interview. People, like if you were in business or in like you know a tech sector where you're like customer facing or client facing, then you might want that. That's a One whole. One was for a job interview. Another one was just so that they could uh, confirm my identity mm-hmm. for getting a job. <laughs> really? Yeah, because they because the whole application process was online. Uh, they just wanted to make sure the person applying was the same person on the driver's license that was submitted. Interesting. Because apparently it's an issue that uh, some people will apply for a different applicant that would never get the job otherwise. That is such an odd industry. Yeah. To be in, applying for jobs that aren't for you, but for someone else. And I can't remember what the third thing was, but I'm sure it existed. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So my my online shopping aside, I've actually been filling my time at home with lots of things that I never used to have time for that I've been meaning to make time for for like a year. Nice. Like I actually picked up like doing digital artwork again. Oh, which nice. I, yeah, I need to poke you about some things. And then like I um, promised a friend I would make a blanket for her. And Out it's of? been sitting in this perpetual, like, half-finished state because Like, are you knitting or sewing? Making or it out of her own hair. Oh, okay. Oh, God. No, I would never want someone to make something most uncomfortable blanket. Are you <laughs> saying that Nancy's hair is of poor quality? I'm How saying that it's not uh, blanket It's just like here. alpaca. <laughs> like alpaca soft. <laughs> alpaca merino wool. Oh, God. No, um, I so I crochet as sort of like a, a side thing that I can do, but I've never gone and uh, really developed that skill outside of maybe like a handful of things that I can make. But this this blanket has been in like a perpetual state of half finishedness, and the reason why is because the ball of yarn I'm supposed to be crocheting from is in this horrible, horrible knot. And the knot has knots, and those knots have their own knots, and there's like a folded reality in one of them. Like, it is, it has been an insane couple of days. Like, mm-hmm. the last couple of evenings I've had to stay at home and be home, I've literally spent all that time crocheting. But by crocheting, I mean undoing all the knots in this ball of yarn. Oof. It is that not is the most just... interesting or exciting thing in that the world. That sounds like the most frustrating thing ever. It is a necessity. I mean, I can't continue making the blanket without doing this first. Mm. Yeah. But it's just it's just been a frustrating time. And like it doesn't sound super interesting or exciting, but I guess it's fulfilling because I'm finally ticking stuff off of my to-do list that it's I've been progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been I've been trying to read, uh, getting back into reading some paperbacks. What are you reading up. these days? Like, what do you like to read? Books. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm I a little bit sad articles. because my local bookstore that I do like to go to, um, even if I'm just like browsing or whatever, it was they're not essential. shut down. Yeah, they're not essential, so I can't really get new books other than like through Amazon or something, and I don't really want to do that either. So I'll have to wait. Okay. But I'm going through. Yes. What are your feelings on ebooks? 
I don't like them. I have ha- I have like three ebook readers for some reason or another. Like I don't what? hate I don't hate them. I just don't use them very much because I just don't. There's something in like incredibly frustrating about not being able to read a book because I'm try like especially when you're in the zone of reading a book, and it's because mm-hmm. you've run out of electricity <laughs> to do yeah. so. <laughs> Like there's that, like doesn't that just sound sort of like completely absurd? You know what I mean? If you ran out of battery, though, you would be able to read that one page over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know no, what not, I mean, though. Not mine. Right? Not mine. Really? Because when mine runs out of battery, it just defaults back to the front cover of the book. What a rude book! What a rude. I know, reader. I know, but I understand. I mean, I've tried reading ebooks on my phone, which is maybe not the best. Uh, format for reading books. Definitely not. I, I actually but... do enjoy like paper books, being able to flip the pages. And there is something interesting about. So this kind of goes back to our our little discussion earlier about Alex, but like when you actually can see the number of pages left in the book, there's something about that, and you don't yeah. get that when you read an ebook. You don't. You mm. don't get that. Uh. But like. When you hold the book, you actually have the physical feeling of decreasing numbers of pages on the right-hand side. From a technology point of view, I think e-ink displays are awesome. Mm-hmm. I hate e-book readers. I totally agree. They're great. I just, it's really weird moving to an e-book reader. Like, for me, I've never been a big reader to begin with, so I've never had any, any inclination to ever spend money on an e-book reader. Not when I think that I personally enjoy reading a physical book better when I do need to read. But But beyond that, ebook readers themselves, they always feel so slow and clunky and unresponsive. I've never touched one that has been enjoyable to use. It it always feels like it's me against the ebook reader. I I, I know we have like... You know exactly um, what I'm saying. Like Sue, she I think she reads a lot, and she likes ebook readers. And I think it's like, if I were a more of a high volume reader, I might consider ebooks a little bit more. But I just like like I grew up like of course we all grew up with reading sort of like just paperbacks and that kind of stuff. But I meant mm-hmm. like I just I really do like that experience a lot more. Um, I read through books fairly quickly when I'm in the mood to do so. Um, so it's like that would be a nice thing, but yeah, like Angela was right. The 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 interface. I've never met an ebook interface that I've loved. Uh, I don't care about carrying like fifty books because I'm only reading one at a time, anyways. Like, yep. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I agree. If I had and, one book, I could. It could take me like a week yeah. to get through it. And the books that I mm-hmm. like, the book I'm reading or the series I'm trying to get through right now is, um, you know, like the girl with the. Uh, Dragon Tattoo series. Um, okay. and that series uh, yes. finished I know the you know, a long time ago, obviously. But uh, there's like the new, there's a new trilogy written by like a, uh, I, I don't really want to call him a ghost writer, but he's not the original author because um, obviously it's like Stig Larsson has uh, passed away. But mm-hmm. he's like taken on the, the franchise and they're saying it's pretty good. And I wanted to read, you know, give it a chance and see, see if I liked it. So I got the first book from that at least. I'm going to try and get through the Witcher books because uh, I haven't gotten nice. through those yet. Nice. I won't go back to the Game of Thrones books because I 
I just don't care for for the writing that you much. You don't care either. anymore. Oh, I never cared about Game of Thrones that much in the first place. Uh, uh, I wanted okay. to give. I gave it like two books, and by the end of the second book, I was just like, "This is just not my style of writing." Um, yeah, that's fair. I never watched the show. No, like it's not about the show. I don't care. Um, but yeah, like I, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm working through those two things right now, and then we'll see where we end up. Who knows? In you know, in four weeks, the world would be very different. So. <laughs> I might not have a lot of time to keep up with it. Maybe not. Yeah. I I have to agree about Game of Thrones. It just that writing style was personally kind of off. I have not read and the I, books I or watched the show. I I've, I wouldn't say I'm like very seasoned in the world of fantasy novels, but I just didn't enjoy reading his like that specific type of prose. I don't know why. And I can't really put my finger on it, but I like I, I personally have a very large backlog of like Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett that I would love to go and read. And I just I will maybe probably get around to that after I'm done making this goddamn blanket. I look at the Game of Thrones books and I'm like, Jesus, those are thick with four C's. Mm-hmm. It's a bit much for me. And I just walk away. <laughs> Uh, at the end of the day, it's not really about the length of the book. It's really about the style of writing. Like, the genre obviously plays into a part, but I mean, you you picked it up for a reason. Uh, I'm a weak yeah. reader, and I just, if yeah. it's too long, I just won't try. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. Like, there's there's not a whole lot. I mean, I, I we all go to, well, I go to work. Angelo still goes to work. Nancy has work, but doesn't have to go to it. Yay! Uh, there's Yay not for re- being able to work from home. Yeah, there's just not a whole lot to be sort of involved in that I wasn't already involved in before. Like, there's still Odafest stuff for me. There's still uh, um, just planning and and video games, I guess. Like, I, I want to catch up on some other games, but I'm not, like, there's nothing amazing about, you know, sort of what are you doing during during quarantine anymore. It's a very boring apocalypse. Yeah. If anything... Sorry, go ahead. I'm making a concerted effort just to try and stay connected with friends. Like, I have a group of friends that like to do book club-y type activities, Mm -hmm. and that's probably on hold indefinitely because a lot of them are parents and they have young kids at home. Mm -hmm. Um, So... You know, that that's kind of a, it's a bit of a downer, but at the same time, if we are given the option to do a virtual hangout and talk about this book that we all agreed we would read and most of us forgot all about the the choice even that we made like months and months and months ago, hmm. um, it's for the better because I, I feel like this is really, honestly, better than not seeing each other at all. Because in the past, we've... We used to do that thing where it's like, oh, well, this this person can't make it. We'll push it another week. Oh, but that week, these people can't make it. So we'll bump it another week. Yep. And then we bump it like three months. And then we all finally get to congregate in one area at the same time together mm-hmm. without the mm-hmm. responsibilities of looking after kids or something. Or like we all have very busy schedules. And like right. it's nice now that we have we're even considering doing a virtual hangout. I will say the 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 thing that's changed the most because I'm I don't really binge shows and stuff like that as well. I will say mm-hmm. the 
the one thing that has really changed is my content intake of like you know wanting to have something on the side to have serve as like background noise or or whatever show like shows cannot keep up with the amount of time that i have right now to to watch things so, do you not have like, a large demand. backlog of things ain't no one no, got time because... to delve into the backlog no, no i want the not... new shit now no i don't have and i, I want to ignore the new shit and just do something a, else i do not have a huge backlog at all because uh I don't really do Netflix very much. I don't really have a lot of streaming services except for Crunchyroll. So I need to like catch up on One Piece, I guess. But that's I, I like to binge that more than watching it weekly, anyways. Really? And then huh. so of the stuff that I like to watch, like on the on-demand side of things. So for example, like YouTube stuff, I've already run through a lot of the library of that. So I have found hmm. that I'm getting right like right into Twitch right now. Because oh. it's just it's it's, it's like the perfect TV content noise. in a way, right? Because it's just this constant stream of consciousness work uh, that I can um, watch and have on the side, and you know, every now and then I'll interact with like the chat or or uh, with the streamer themselves. But on the whole, like and and finding personalities that I actually like, because for the longest time I didn't really have personalities that I liked on Twitch. But because it can be there's, difficult to find, yeah. But, you know, like, a lot of Twitch streams are, like, three, four hours. So yeah. that really kills a lot of that kind of... It's nice. <laughs> yeah, well, right before the pandemic really hit us, mm -hmm. Bayfar and I started streaming Final Fantasy VIII. Right. Because we both have this massive nostalgia attached to it. Mm -hmm. And that was really fun. I'm actually super grateful that we can continue to do that remotely together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously more fun if we're like sitting in the same room and actually having this running commentary of this game that we're both so attached to, but it still works. Mm -hmm. Bayfar can just, just stream it and you can uh, backseat game over Discord. That's literally what I do. Nice. That is, thank you. That's literally all I do. <laughs> <laughs> I also provide hilarious voices that are extremely out of character. What mm -hmm. what uh, voice would you give to Angelo the dog? So Angelo unfortunately has uh, fallen under a pretty hilarious meme for me <laughs> because she literally shoots the dog from her arm at the enemy as an attack. <laughs> I and did not know this. She and every time she does this, I think to myself, why did I think this was an acceptable attack? As a kid, why did I think that was okay? Obviously, she she just shoots the dog through her arm. Yeah, she's a dog that's... summoning arm. Mm. He, she cries in dog. Anyway, hey. so yeah, I don't I don't know how to answer that question it's other okay. than cries in dog. I uh, <laughs> you know I was there for your first episode, and I'll probably like hang around just if I have some time and not much to do. Obviously. <laughs> Uh, Ouch! Thanks, Jay. Yeah, absolutely. No, in the way that you know, obviously, I don't want to always be in my room playing my games and and stuff. Kind of need that sort of social aspect. Um, mm -hmm. I have some regrets. I always have some regrets whenever I do playthroughs and streams because of the voices I choose and how hard they are on my throat. Like the Quistus voice. Neo learned in her last Quistus stream not, enjoyed not your to give Quistus people voice. weird voices. But it's fun. Like she That's she like gave the thing. one character a great even voice, and I just I was in chat at the time, and I just told her straight up, 
give him a different voice because he shows up quite a bit from now on. I guess. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, you do it for fun. Uh, anyways. I, I think my favorite thing was still Pro Wrestling Quistus. Yeah, Pro Wrestling Quistus, <laughs> which was basically, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. It was top notch, yeah. like Chef's Kiss, top notch. My only, the nice. only good thing about choosing that voice for Quistus was that yeah, she doesn't show up that much uh, afterwards, so it's kind of nice. Like she's really front heavy. So, uh, I enjoyed it. It was great. I Quistus think is front heavy, but I think yeah, the podcast is back heavy now. Yes, I think we are finished for this episode. Uh, we'll be pushing out more episodes as we can. Um, I don't know when things are going to end anymore because the schedule is so messed up now. But you know what? It doesn't matter. We'll get there yeah. when we get there. And we'll get there together. So stay safe. Yep. Stay healthy. Take care Wash of the people hands. around you. Wash your hands. And stay home. We'll, we'll see you when we can see you. How about that? Yep. Yeah. Uh, well. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Angelo signing out. Bye.